0: Welcome to the Nation's Church Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Can I give you guys a testimony just of God's goodness in, in my life? You know, uh, we for those of you that don't know, um, my family, my, my wife and I, we were leading the Phnom Penh campus and uh, we came back mid last year and we handed over the Phnom Penh campus to Pastor Somali and, and we're settling back here in Perth and just... Just God was all over that. You know, it's, it's literally the worst way you could hand over a church. You're not even there. You do like a Zoom video call thing and it just plays on their online service. You hope people see it and just really a messy way to do it. But just watching God just cover that and look after our campus over there and all of our team leaders seem to have a sense already in their spirit that that was happening. Like, yeah, cool. God already told us. I was like, God told me nothing, but thanks. But I'm glad that's good. And And so we're back here, we're like, okay, well, we need a place to live. And this was middle of of pandemic stuff and and no one can get a rental, that kind of thing. And and I just said, God, we need a place for six months. And I said, God, I'm trusting. I believe that you're going to provide a place for us to live for free. And uh, not only has God done that for six months, but for 18 months, we've lived in a place completely for free since last week when we moved into our own home. Praise the Lord. We're really stoked about that. We've just moved in. It's amazing. Uh, my daughter Shiloh is already out in the street playing with the other kids and we just love it. Oh, and here's extra praise report. The other kids in the street are like good kids. They have like beautiful manners and their manners are better than Shiloh's. I'm like, this is great. Great influence for my children. Praise the Lord. But it is just all the goodness of God. Amen. He is good. Do you believe that? Like, do you really? Because that's what I want to speak about today. I think sometimes we can... Forget or get a little over familiar with, with how good God actually is. You know, when life gets crazy and, and there's different challenges come, and often seems like when it rains, it pours. Am I right? It can be hard for us to see the goodness of God in those moments to kind of truly believe that, okay, He is God, He is good when everything else seems so not good, right? You know, you know, is. God really good, or can I trust the goodness of God when you know I've just had an accident and my knees don't work properly? You know, or, or can I trust the goodness of God when I've just like, is He really good when I've just lost my job just before Christmas, or or you know when, when I'm am struggling with these internal battles in my mind and I feel so bound about by that? Is, can I really trust that God is good? You know, can I can I trust that, or really believe like, is He good when you know I've got family members that have walked away from God and want nothing to do with church this Christmas, or you know, there's these different situations, different things that can happen in our lives and the stress that they bring that can cause us to wonder, is God good? Or maybe, no, we know He's good, but is His goodness actually for me, for my family, for my life? You know, when storms come, just like Pastor Chrissy spoke last week, she talks about how God should be our go-to, right? But we often turn to other things and there's various reasons for that, but one is probably that we aren't truly believing or trusting that He is good. Or that His goodness is for us, it's for our lives. Yeah. Or for some of us, you know, maybe we've been walking with God for a long time and we can actually get familiar with the things of God and start to lose that reality of God's goodness. And so then when we come to church or we spend time in prayer or whatever it is, it just kind of becomes maybe more of an autopilot action or, or a religious exercise that we just do by habit rather than something we're, we're looking forward to. You know, that as we, I get to engage and celebrate the goodness of God, like who was excited to actually get up and come to church today? You know, or was it a, here we go again, it's another Sunday, better get the kids ready. Do you know what I mean? Like, Have we lost that sense of the goodness of God? Whether it's over familiarity or it's just gone through the grind of life or specific challenges we're facing, we often need a revelation of the goodness of God. You know, if you don't want to praise, you don't feel like praising God or you just feel like, man, I, I'm feeling hopeless. I don't, I don't have hope for my life right now or for this situation that's going on. Or maybe you just don't feel stirred to talk about God with others. We've been talking about that a lot. You know, whatever it may be, it means you need a revelation of the goodness of God. You know, maybe you're here today and coming to church was really hard. Like you had to really muster up every bit of effort and, and grit in you to be here. I want to encourage you. God sees you and God honors you for that effort of saying, okay, I'll go, like, and I believe God wants to meet with you today, and I believe you're going to see the goodness of God, amen, and and, and today I believe the Holy Spirit's going to draw all of us deeper into the incredible reality of how good God is. You know, all the messages in the world couldn't fully summarize or contain the goodness of God, but hopefully one more today is going to help us go a little deeper in the goodness of God, hey? And so we're going to get into the Word, and, and I'm going to share some, some praise reports along the way. And, and I pray that we would all walk out of here with our hope stirred, our, our trust in Him deepened, and our passion to praise Him reinvigorated. And so um, can I pray for that? Yeah. All right. Father God, we just thank You that we can come and be together today. And Lord, I just pray that as, as, as you speak through me, Lord, I trust that you will, Lord. I pray that we would just be so, so drawn back and, and so um, that you would bring a revelation of just how good you are and the, that your goodness is for us, it's for our lives. And Lord, that it would stir hope, it would stir a deeper trust in you, it would bring us to greater places of, of giving you praise and honor. And so we give you this space in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, Tyler, my message today is He really is good. bit thirsty. I think it's the nutmeg, you know. (laughs) We're going to take a look at one of my favorite passages in the Bible. It's in Daniel chapter 3 and it's the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Now these guys were Israelites. They were followers of God but they were living under Babylonian rule under the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar. Now, this king thought quite highly of himself. Right? And so he, he, he thought he was kind of better than any god and all that. And so he builds this gold statue in which he commands everyone to worship in, in his name. And so Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they, they refuse. They're like, no, we worship God only. And so he threatens to have them thrown into a flaming furnace. That's where the first whopper was ever made, I believe. Um, <laughs> a flaming furnace to make them an example to all, to, to how supreme and powerful I, the King, am, you know. And so let's check out the response of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, and uh, actually, this has been one of our memory verses this year in Nation's Kids Church. So I could read the Bible to you or, or we could watch one of the memory verses. What do you think? You want to watch it? Yeah, yeah? you want to see what goes on in Kids Church? All right, let's play that. Daniel chapter 3 verses 17 and 18. Daniel chapter 3 verses 17 and 18. Daniel chapter 3 verses 17 and 18. Daniel we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from this mighty king, but even if he does not, we will worship God only. But even if he does not, we will worship God only. But even if he does not, we will worship God only. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from this mighty king. But even if he does not, we will worship God only. But even if he does not, we will worship God only. But even if he does not, we will worship God only. We will stand. There you go. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from His mighty hand. But even if He does not, we will worship God only. Amen? Some of you are kind of bopping and getting into it. I like that. A couple of you kind of giggled at the start, but by the end you're like, oh, this is awesome. Right? Hey, our kids love it. we got little four-year-olds that are running around their houses saying, I will worship God only. You know? So, so good. Amazing what God's doing in kids' ministry. It's also amazing what they put me through and and get me to do and help them. This is heckling at the front row. What's going on? Look, I do love it. All right, I do. I do. (laughs) All right, what are we doing? We're preaching. All right, let's continue on from the next verse. I didn't wrap the whole thing. All right, verse 19. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and threw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, all very flammable items, uh, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, that was his strongest men. Jeez. Uh, And then these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped, leaped, leapt. How do you say that? Is it leaped or leapt? But I thought leapt had a T in it. I don't know. It leaped to to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, servants of the most high God. Come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego came out of the fire and the satraps, prefects, governors and royal advisers crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their head singed, their robes were not scorched and there was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any God except their own God. What an incredible account. So much in that, right? How how good is God, right? You know, in Kids Church, we called that series, We Will Stand, right? What were they standing? Well, these guys were standing on a conviction of the goodness of God to the point where they're thrown into their, their death, but God miraculously saves them from the fire. They don't even smell a smoke, and that leads this king to then praise the true God. Man, I look at these guys, and their ability to say, no, we won't, we won't worship idols. We won't bow down to the pressure of our circumstance. Like their lives were at stake, yet they had this unwavering conviction of the character of God. Like, I know who my God is. Like he is good. He is faithful. He is powerful and He is able to save us. That not that such a supreme level of trust in who God is and, and how good He is? But you know what, these guys' revelation goes even deeper than just things when things kind of go their way, but it goes beyond that. And this is evidenced by they say, you know our God can save us, but even if he does not. Some of my most favorite words in the Bible, but even if he does not, nothing changes, right? It doesn't change anything. He's still the one that we worship. His goodness will prevail in some other way. You see, when you know his goodness, you carry hope. When you know his goodness, you carry hope. That's why David could say in Psalm 27, verse 13, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In other words, I would have totally given up had I not known God for his goodness, for coming through for me. His goodness is the antidote to your hopelessness. His goodness is the antidote to your hopelessness. We, we can stand on the reality of His goodness to know that whatever we go through, right, we can place our hope in Him and His goodness. Amen? Amen? That's why Christmas is meant to be a season of joy. It's because it's when Jesus came into the world, the hope for all humanity. His goodness is for you, though. It's not just, yeah, he's good and, and uh, you know, he's over there. No, his goodness is for you and for whatever you're going through. Romans eight twenty eight says, We know that in all things God works for the good of those whom he loves, those who have been called according to his purpose, right? Whatever is going on, find hope in the reality that he is good. Yes. You know, let me share this testimony. Maybe for you, you're feeling a little bit hopeless about the situation of your health. Let me read this. This is one of the praise reports that, you, that someone in our church sent in. Six years ago, my dad was in a cycling accident "'where he badly broke his hip "'and required a full hip replacement. "'It was later discovered that either in the surgery "'or the accident itself, one of the nerves was severed. "'This meant he lost 80 to 90% of the strength "'in his injured leg. "'His other leg could leg press 70 kilos, "'this one only five. "'He spent the next six years struggling with pain "'and a lack of mobility in that leg "'and was no longer able to complete long "'and challenging bike rides like he used to enjoy.' In July of 2022, on the Sunday night of Nations Conference, Pastor Tim Hall preached and invited people who needed healing to come forward. That night, my dad was miraculously healed and he gained back full strength in his leg again and was suddenly able to squat, run and jump all the things he couldn't do. Three months on his leg is as strong as ever, or months on, his leg is as strong as ever. And today he completed a 360 kilometer cycle with a 1500 meter elevation through the Pemberton region. Praise God for all he has done and all he is still doing. Amen. How good is that? Praise God. I would need four good legs to do a 360 kilometer cycle. No more mobility aids, no more painful long car rides. He really is good. He is, isn't he? Let me read another one. Maybe for you, you're you're struggling with hope around your marriage or relationship. Well, check this out. Years ago, I was unfaithful to my wife, which caused my marriage to break down and we separated for some time. I was full of regret and guilt. And by the goodness of God, he led me on a journey of wholeness and eventually to restoration for my wife and I. Fast forward to now, my marriage has been fully restored and we've had another child since who loves God. He is so good to me. Amen, hey? Amen. So good. You know, whatever has or or hasn't happened this year for you, man, a revelation of His goodness is going to restore your hope. Amen? Do you know what else? When you know His goodness, you'll trust in Him, right? When you don't know someone, you don't trust them, right? Right? When you think they're not good, then you won't trust them, right? But when you know he is good, well, that gives you a firm foundation to build that trust in him. In Proverbs 3, 5 to 7, Pastor Chrissy read it last week. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding In all your ways submit to him. We can do that if we know he's good, right? And it says, and he will make your path straight. He makes it straight because he's good. You know, King David, he wrote Psalm 145. And it's the only psalm of, of them all that's titled as a praise of David. And he wrote it towards the end of his life as a summary right, of, of all that he'd learned during this long lifetime of following hard after the Lord. Now, before we read it, you got to understand, he has been rejected by his own family. He's been hunted by his own king. He's had to live in caves. He's been betrayed by his son. He's lost people close to him. And he slipped up with having an affair with, with Bathsheba and, and so much more. And this is what he says. It's not going to come on the the screen. Sorry, you just have to listen. Verse 1 to 7, Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. Beautiful. You know, at the end of his life, everything he'd been through, he could have been cynical, he could have been bitter, he could have been worn out, burnt, whatever it may be. But no, he is so wrapped up in the goodness of God. You know, my prayer for me when, when I get towards the end of my life is not that I would be familiar with it all or bitter. You know, my prayer is that I wouldn't even be praising God like I am today. My prayer is that I would praise Him with an even greater fervor and, and a deeper reality of knowing His goodness than ever before because I've continued to see the goodness of God. You know, David, he'd seen it all. He'd been through all kinds of crazy, and yet his trust was wholeheartedly found in the Lord because he knew He was good. The deeper our revelation of His goodness, the deeper will extend our trust and our dependence towards Him. Now, if we come back to our text in Daniel, and and it pays to understand the context. I mentioned that Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego were Israelites, and they were in Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar's strategy when he would conquer nations was was not to just wipe out the next gen, but it was to actually indoctrinate, indoctrinate them in Babylonian ways, so they would become Babylonians. So then these nations would then go and fight for him as Babylonians. So they would eat, talk, live like Babylonians. And so these three had had their lives completely uprooted from Jewish culture and were no longer really in control of their lives. That sounds like it could be incredibly unsettling, right? But they didn't lose sight of who their God is, right? And we see in this scenario that their foundation was built on the reality Of the goodness of God, which gave them the hope and the trust to go through the fire. Literally, whatever's going on in your life, whatever feels out of control or whatever hasn't panned out how you thought it would in 2022, put your whole trust in Him. He is good and His goodness is for you. Amen? Maybe you've been struggling to trust God with your kids or or maybe it's with finance. Let this praise report encourage you. We've been praying for extra funding, for support for our child who has additional needs. This funding is hard to come by and there's been a lot of delays in dealing with government bodies and agencies. Today, we were notified that the funding has been approved at an amount even higher than what we have initially requested. Praise God. This is very much a miracle and so beyond our expectations. God is so good. He really is good. Amen. Maybe you've been struggling to to trust God and His goodness to bring a a breakthrough in your mental health. Let this testimony encourage you. We had a young woman that was struggling with an anxiety. She responded to an altar call for prayer. She felt God starting to do something she was prayed for, but then she spent the week fasting and praying. The following weekend, God completely delivered her. Three months on, she says she feels like she is seeing life in color again. There's a weight off her shoulders and she is so free. God is so good. Amen. Come on, we can praise God for that, yeah? Knowing the goodness of God, it stirs our hope and it's the foundation for us to trust Him. You know, but that's not all. You know, we come back to the text and we can see the contrast. In King Nebuchadnezzar, from the start of the passage in verse 15, where he actually says, you know, what God can rescue you from my hand, right? He thinks he's he's everything, the gods are nothing, all of that. Then we push over to to after this miracle happens, where we've the the goodness of God for those who love him has been fully on display, right? And check out what King Nebuchadnezzar's response is in verse 28. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Praise be to God. He couldn't help but praise. Two seconds where he thought he was the greatest, right? One thing was just seeing the goodness. He can't help but praise. Knowing his goodness makes you want to praise him. It it stirs up a praise in us. You know, this praise report Jesus came to me during prayer after desperately praying over a situation that only Jesus could help me with. I finally found it in my heart to forgive someone. He came and filled me to overflowing. Oh God, you floored me! I love you, Jesus, and it continues to go on to praise Him. Look at King Nebuchadnezzar. Look at this praise report—a revelation of His goodness makes you want to praise. If your praise is feeling a little, your praise to God is feeling a little dry or, or dead or habitual or mindless, come back to the reality of His goodness, right, and let praise well up out of you. Amen. We don't have to be awkward about if I'm going to clap or not when I read a praise report. Get excited about it. It's okay, right? Let me give you another one. Last water baptisms, the mother of a daughter who was baptized was so blessed by the whole experience. Her daughter had a life-defining encounter. Her whole family was present and felt touched by the Holy Spirit. And since then, she's come to me multiple times, smiling ear to ear and just so stoked by the goodness of God towards her family. She is beaming and praising God. He really is good. Amen. You know, it just makes me understand how David was undignified in his praise and his dancing when the Ark of the Covenant was being brought into Jerusalem, right? He was just overjoyed by the goodness of God. I'm not saying you all have to get half dressed and dance around in here. But, but when we are so wrapped up in the goodness of God, we can't help but give Him glory. We can't help but sing to Him, but, but speak of Him, right? Now, King Nebuchadnezzar, he's such a character, right? Right after he's had this moment of praise be to the God, this is what he says in the next verse, verse 29. He says, Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble for no other God can save in this way. Look, it's a little graphic. It's a little over the top, but his, his intentions are good. Right, his, his heart is in the right place. He just wants everyone to know about the goodness of this God, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He's like, I don't want anyone to say a bad word. You need to know He's good. Yes. And that's it. Experiencing His goodness makes you want to share Him, makes you want to talk about it. You know, it reminds me of the woman at the well who encounters Jesus. We, we know she's got some struggle when, when you, we, we hear that she's had five husbands and then living with another man now, but... She has this one encounter with Jesus by the well, and it changes everything. And she goes back and tells her town, and we read in, in John 4, verse 39, it says, "'Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I did. So when all the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, "'We no longer believe just because of what you said.'" But now we've heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world, right? When you're aware of the goodness of God, it stirs you to share Him. She could not hold back. She had to go and tell them, and that was the catalyst for them coming to Jesus. And then they said, wow, now we get it ourselves. We understand. He is the Savior. He is good, right? we got to get wrapped up in His goodness again, amen? In this Christmas season, we don't want people hearing how busy we are and how full. Let's share how great and good He is, Amen? Let me tell you another one. We've got two sisters in our youth ministry who are so on fire for God right now. But at the start of the year, they felt God tell them to start a prayer group in their school. They held back and they didn't do it. Then at conference, the guest preacher said, hey, there's, there's, there's someone here, there's people here whom God has asked to start a prayer group and you haven't. You've got to do it. So they started, just the two of them, praying in their school. Since then, they've run services in their school where students have fallen down under the power of God, students have started speaking in tongues, young people have been delivered, and students are getting saved. Now as the prayer group grew, it was just this group of girls, so they started to pray for boys, that God would touch guys and they would come in. They then saw seven guys get saved and attending prayer, and now suddenly they need to pray for more girls. (laughs) Now instead of students being bored and resistant to chapel service, they can't wait until the next one. God is doing a revival work in their school. Come on. It's so good. He really is good. Amen. Worship team, you can come join me. Let me give you another one. Year 11, rolled into youth with his friends without realizing what he was going to, that he was walking into a youth service. He was just coming to hang with his friends. Ooh, God's going to get him. <laughs> it says, God met him and he was fully Touched, He has given his heart completely to God and is now at youth every week and bringing friends. How good is God? So good, right? When God does something, you can't help but share it. You can't help but bring it into other people's worlds. That's why it's so beautiful when new Christians come to faith, right? Because they're so in awe of the goodness of God and they can't wait to tell people and share it. My prayer is that the Holy Spirit would stir that in us again. The incredible goodness of our God, yeah? You know, I've read some great testimonies and we've seen His goodness through the truth of His Word, but the pinnacle of His goodness is found in how He changed our lives forever by sending His Son, Jesus. You know, it says in Romans chapter 5, verse 6 to 8, You see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. That's you and me. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, whether God moves in our situations or not, the reality is His goodness is already on full display in what He's paid for us. He's paid for all our sin through Jesus, His Son. He's so good that He's completely cleared the way from us to Him. Through Christ, we can be reconciled to God. All our sin is paid for. There's nothing that separates us from our God who created us and loved us and called us to be in relationship with Him. He gave His Son so that we could believe in Him, so that we could have eternal life. How good is that? He really is good, amen? Thanks for listening to the Nations Church Podcast. For more info, please visit nationschurch.com.